Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. And this is episode number 52. All right, well, I guess we can start with um, some PTS news. Uh, and we'll start with last week, which was week four, uh, version 7.0.3. Uh, as expected, after week three, very little happens, right? There's it's it's slim pickings when you're reading through these patch notes, but there's a couple of things to to dig into. So uh, for week four, uh, a couple of combat related changes were made. Uh, the dual wield ability uh, blade cloak and its morphs uh, they increase the damage by about twenty five percent, and they say the purpose of that is to reward the player for staying in close melee range. Seems all right. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about that one. I, for a really, really long time, I've always wanted to make this dual wield character that uses the Black Rose Prison dual wield, and then uses the dual wield ultimate and the uh, you know the rapid strikes. The I really want to make this full dual wield build and then throw the sword dancer with it. Maybe oh yeah. this Maybe this would be that final push to get me there. Yeah, maybe so. I I use dual wield for like its auxiliary purposes, like the the speed buff, the major expedition. Mm-hmm. Primarily, I don't really use it for the damage. So just getting extra damage for an ability that I already use is, I won't have any complaints about that. And I don't think that's too much of a buff where it's going to be a problem to deal with. Yeah. So no big deal there. Um, the two handed ability stampede. I guess just that morph. Uh, they increase the damage done by the initial hit by twenty five percent. Uh, and the dot damage by 127%. So they say that's overall uh, an 86% increase in damage. How do you feel about that, Davius? I <laughs> this one's wild to me. These are massive numbers. So I'm like <laughs> yeah. having to like this because there was so much. You know, this was we just talked about how this was like part of the the Maelstrom two-hander build and the. So it was like nerfed, and so I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like this is this roller coaster. I don't think it's a huge difference, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like they were targeting that uh, gap closer spam build by nerfing Unleashed Terror and the Maelstrom Two Hander, but then they turn around and buff the ability that was proccing those sets. But it's not. I don't think it's as big a deal as it seems because. That increase to the dot damage, the 127% increase to the dot damage, that is sounds like a really big increase, but you have to remember that that dot is a ground effect. It's not a sticky dot. So like if you're using the Maelstrom two-hander, that that two-hander will put a sticky dot on you if you're using that weapon, mm-hmm. but the ability itself just puts it on the ground, really easy to avoid. So I don't think that's a big deal. I think it kind of is a big deal for PvE. It makes it a lot more viable for PvE. I'm wondering if it might save the Maelstrom two-hander for a couple of builds. It just yeah. it's hard it's hard to look at it and say be like, "Holy crap, 127% damage increase. That seems huge." Yeah. I think for for PVP, I think that's maybe not going to be such a huge deal. Uh but for PvE, I think it will be. And they say in a, in a developer comment, they say that was that was done to help offset the changes to the Maelstrom two-hander to I guess yeah. to compensate for that. And they also said they want to help uh, two-hander stick out as a better viable back bar option which to me that's pve language like that doesn't make much sense in pvp <laughs> like what does it matter if it's back bar or front bar or whatever um but it's PvP- pretty great it's pretty great back bar in pvp two-handers. yeah <laughs> yeah it's great back bar or front bar it just depends on your build really yeah. but in pve it, it makes i think that kind of language makes sense because you do that like uh, it's common to use, say, like a Maelstrom bow on your back bar, so you get endless hail going, then you flip yeah, to your front bar and fi- finish sense. your rotation. Or even the Maelstrom Destro staff as well. You put down your wall of elements, then you flip flip to your front bar and finish your uh, rotation. So it seems like maybe they're just trying to make two-hander work similarly, where you place a ground effect on your back bar uh, that does pretty good damage. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, otherwise, week four was just kind of the usual bucket of fixes and minor adjustments. Uh, and then this week is week five, 7.0.4. This PTS patch just dropped yesterday, and it's basically nothing. I mean, they're just they're <laughs> making some final tweaks to the new content. They're doing a bunch of companion stuff, but <laughs> this really is the part of else. the roller coaster where you're still on it. It's like going two miles an hour. You can't quite get off, but yeah, it's the ride's over. <laughs> the ride's over 
Um, this is the final week of PTS, although the, the true final patch is the the live patch, the initial live patch. There's always a surprise or two, I guarantee it. There's going to be a couple of little things that weren't on PTS, or always is, um, but we'll see. So yeah, not a lot going on on the public test server other than um, Blade Cloak, Stampede, got some adjustments. I think it's not going to be necessarily a game changer for either one of those. Uh, and then basically nothing happened this week on PTS. So, this being probably the last episode that we'll do before we go into this uh, new expansion, I thought we could take a little bit of time to reflect on the Flames of Ambition uh, DLC patch that we're in uh, right now. So, all in all, I think it was a pretty good one. What do you think, Davius? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it's been really good. Uh, I actually made a note. I think. Uh, I think it's important to me to to mention that this is kind of multiple changes, multiple patches uh, that we felt good about. Not saying that that hasn't happened in the past, but um, I think that it's kind of multiple good momentum kind of building on each other. Uh, and mm -hmm. this one, you know, I felt felt better about this one than I had the previous one. So uh, I, I'm really excited about that. I, that's kind of a good feeling that it's, it's kind of multiple patches that I felt good about that are, are kind of building on each other. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I feel like Flames of Ambition, this patch specifically to me, feels like uh, a first step in a very positive new direction uh, as far as like combat balance and that sort of stuff goes. And it's different from what we were seeing, I think, the last time that they were trying to overhaul the combat system, which was a couple of years ago when we got um, the new racial passives and they were like standardizing all the abilities to make them deal similar amounts of damage. We got the dot meta that year. Um, <laughs> and if you remember, like each patch that year was like wildly different, right? We, we, we would get these like extreme buffs and then the following patch, they would not only unbuff those things, but nerf them to the point to where they were even weaker than they were before the buffs. And, you know, it was just impossible to keep up and we were just getting whiplash. And to me, and I think to a lot of people, it seemed like there wasn't much vision there, you know, at that time. It just seemed like they were just kind of trying stuff uh, and, and seeing what happens. But it's different now. I feel like there does seem to be uh, some sort of vision. They might have to do some experimenting and things to to figure out exactly how to get there, but it does seem like they have an idea of, of where they want to take things. Yeah. I think it goes back to the, you know, the message we talked about at the beginning of the year where uh, they came out and said the games, you know, we've had a lot of problems. There's been a lot of mistakes on our side and this year we're going to focus uh, and clean things up. And they've, they've stuck to that. And I'm not sure that I could say that that seems like something they would have done a couple of years ago. Well, it's that's what's interesting about this year. Like we we did get that that kind of heads up. Like, hey, the content's going to be a little weak this year. Uh, but in lieu of that, we're going to get some quality of life. We're going to get some long overdue balance adjustments. Uh, we're going to get the CP rework uh, and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, opinions differ for sure, but I feel like they've been making pretty good on those things. I mean, there's some there's been some annoying bugs, that's for sure, sure. but. You know, I don't know. I, I'm usually, I'm usually pretty chill about overlooking bugs most of the time. Um, so the things that kind of have defined uh, Flames of Ambition as far as uh, combat balance goes is, of course, we got the big CP rework, which uh, I think opinions differ on whether that has been successful or not. I, I like it, but that's yeah. speaking from someone who primarily plays non-CP game modes. So take that for what you will. <laughs> Uh, but I don't. I do not see a, a consensus on that. I see a lot of different opinions on whether or not the the new CP system is good. Uh, personally, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, I'm in the exact same boat that you are on that. That I I primarily don't utilize CP, but with the changes and how I use CP before and to now, I really like the changes, and I'm really happy with that rework. Yeah, it feels good, and it's. I, I like the slotting and unslotting. I think it's fun. Yeah. Uh, of course, I have a ton of CP, so that helps as well. <laughs> yeah, it does help. Um, so the CP rework, we also have some really nice base stat increases this patch. We have a bunch of uh, extra health and magicka and stamina. We have a 1,000 extra weapon and spell damage. Uh, we have extra uh, damage mitigation. 
all that stuff has absolutely changed the game uh, for non-CP PvP, especially. It is a completely different game now. Yeah. Um, it, it really is. It has, it, this might seem like an, over, an overly dramatic statement, but I really do feel like this is a new era of creativity and build diversity. I'm seeing all kinds of weird, out there, viable builds. Um, I saw, just a couple of days ago, I saw a Magicka Dragon Knight who is uh, using Molten Whip as their main spammable, but their main front bar weapon was a two-handed greatsword, and they were using Rally and Executioner as their finisher. <laughs> Which, I think that's only possible this patch right yeah. because the, that that dragon knight now has that magic of dragon knight now has so much more stamina to work with and they have all that extra weapon damage as a magic yep. build to actually make that executioner ability viable and man i, I can tell you that dude was shredding he was That's absolutely awesome. shredding that is awesome i mean you just i mean you talk about this diversity you kind of just have to look at it i mean you're talking you've got your five piece sets arena weapons monster sets mythic items the new armor changes, which, you know, changes it where you don't have to have five pieces of the same armor. Um, and then, you know, you've got like all of these, you know, trainees is a great example of kind of these filler sets. Uh, it's wild, man. It's it, it, yeah. it's crazy to think that it really wasn't that long ago when it was like, all right, it's five, five, two. That's what you're running. All right. It's five, five, two. Maybe you're running an arena weapon. Uh, but what is what is your five five two setup? And that's just you know I feel like a five five two setup is almost rare now. Yeah, I ha- I don't have a lot of characters that actually wear a complete monster set. I think it makes it so much more fun to mix and match these puzzle pieces. It's like we have more pieces to the puzzle uh, to put it together now. Yeah, absolutely. We have so much flexibility and all this kind of wiggle room in your builds. You know, if you want to try something unusual, I feel like before. You're thinking like, well, especially in a non-CP environment, I only have so much, so many investments I can make before mm-hmm. things start get, getting spread thin. So I don't want to try anything too weird. But now it's like, man, go for it. You're going to still have the health <laughs> you need, probably. You know, you're still going to yeah. have everything you need more than likely. You can you can afford to run a couple of swift jewelry pieces and still have the stats stats you need or, or whatever. Um, so it really is nice as far as, like I said, build diversity, creativity, and just making your build feel the way you want it to feel and still be viable, still be strong and effective. Yeah. Um, and by that same token, another big effect of this patch has been that I think Magicka builds are strong, are, are performing a lot better than they have been up to this point because of these things that we're talking about, the stat increases, uh, the fact that they have, just by default, a massive stamina pool. No longer do you have to invest in stamina as a Magicka build. You, If you have tri-stat glyphs, you probably have more than enough stamina already. So you yeah. can just not worry about stamina and just invest in the things that are important to being a mage, being an effective mage. So I think I think that has been huge for Magicka builds. Also the fact that, um, that we have this extra 1,000 weapon and spell damage, which means healing across the board is so much stronger which benefits Magicka builds more than stamina builds because they inherently have more healing. Yeah, very much so. So those things combined, I think, just makes Magicka feel so much more comfortable right now. And I think they're performing better than they have in a really, really long time. How are you feeling about your Magicka builds here lately, Davius? You know, I think, you know, along with a lot of other things, I think it really depends on what player you ask. But I'm, I'm right there with you. I love... Uh, where magic is at right now. Um, and I think it's because the, you know, the real direction I think they've taken with it is if you have a magic character and I'm talking strictly PVP, but I think in PV, it's probably pretty similar. Um, you know, magic is very much this Swiss army knife, uh, and stamina is kind of this perfect singular tool to, to deal damage. And it's this perfect tool. It's great at dealing damage, but with these magic builds, it really is this Swiss army knife where, you know, you're expected, you know, you need to do a little bit of damage, but you also need to bring support to the team. Uh, and I, I love when I'm on my Magicka characters, um, you know, there's that expectance that, you know, you're expected to kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, and I think a great example of, of that shows kind of Magicka's in a great place right now. You know, me and you have talked about this as we've been in BGs, but um, Magsorks are coming back in a strong way right now. Uh, oh, yeah, they have really come out of the shadows. 
Um, and They're I always think- the first, right? Anytime <laughs> Magicka starts like looking a little bit come. better, it's like okay, all of all of Magicka, all the Magicka builds are feeling pretty good, except Magsorks are now OP. Yeah, it's like it's like hard to make Magicka <laughs> feel good without making Sorks OP. Uh, the Magsorks have come out of the shadows, and I think that shows that Magicka is in a good place right now. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's it's a hard thing to talk about. So I mean, it's hard. It's a hard thing to wrap your mind around. And we can get into this topic uh, about magic versus stamina. One of our uh, Discord members, Naderil. That's how I'm going to pronounce your name. Please let me know if I need to pronounce it differently. <laughs> Naderil wanted to wanted us to talk a little bit about how we feel about Magicka versus stamina builds and how they compare to each other in the current uh, PvP meta. Um, so for one, it's it's kind of a hard thing to quantify, so I just kind of want to set the stage just a little bit. Really, the only thing, the the only thing we have to go off of is just how it feels to play on a certain kind of build, right? We don't have access to any kind of data. We don't even know what metrics the developers go by to determine if something is balanced or not, right? So all we can really do is say, when I play my character, I feel this way. Um so just keep that in mind. This is all just really just anecdotal. Um, I also want to kind of clarify what we're talking about when we're talking about how Magicka builds are performing uh, versus stamina builds. I think a lot of times when this uh, topic comes up and people are saying, well, Magicka is underperforming, stamina is overperforming, um, you know, I need my Magicka builds to to get some buffs or something. I think a lot of times what what they're talking about is specifically kill-death ratios. They want their Magicka builds to be able to get the same kill-death ratios as the stamina builds that they see out there. And if that's what we're talking about, if that's the metric that we're using, then I think really things are as they should be. Stamina builds should be more capable of getting good kill-death ratios than Magicka builds. And that's me, you know, I'm, I'm the guy with the cup of coffee sitting at the table with the sign, prove me wrong, okay? Uh, um, that's just how I feel. I feel like that's what stamina builds bring to the table. Now, I know stamina, they can provide some support. Now, we'll set wardens aside. That's a whole, they're like a whole exception to this entire conversation. It's always the exception. But in general... Stamina builds can provide some support, but the real thing they're bringing to the table is damage. And if Magicka builds had that same amount of damage, if they had the same ability to to rack up the kills and all of that, but also still have all the support capabilities, all the healing that are inherent to Magicka builds, then there wouldn't be a competitive reason to play stamina builds whatsoever, right? Like, it would just be for roleplay reasons. You know, I like the way the sword looks, so I want to play the <laughs> magic, the, the stamina build. Um, so I think that's kind of as it should be. And in my opinion, all Magicka builds should be at least a part-time healer. Yeah. So that means I think most Magicka builds should have a Resto Staff equipped. Now, again, Wardens are a very strong exception to that. Uh, they have a very complete healing kit with or without a Resto Staff. Um you know, maybe necromancers, maybe uh, uh, templars, but even those, I really like to have. Uh, every single one of my magical characters has a resto staff on the back bar. Yeah, me too. So, I know, like a lot of people will say, like, well, if you want the best survivability, a lot of times sword and shield on your back bar is going to be the better way to go. You're going to get better personal survivability out of that, and that might be true. But if that's how you're making your build, if that's how you're approaching pvp with your build to me what that says is you're playing selfishly and your goal is to uh to have selfish survivability and the thing you're contributing to your team is kill counts you want to be getting as many kills as possible um and that's totally fine if you want to do that with your magic characters you know go for it i'm all about the creativity the build diversity all of that but I don't think you can expect to get the same kind of results as a stamina build is getting in that case. Um, And you're really forfeiting one of the the key things that gives your Magicka character an advantage, which is group support. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, kind of goes what I was just saying, you know, is that Magicka is is made to be kind of this Swiss army knife where stamina is that singular tool for damage. Um, I think, you know, as you said, wardens are going to be good no matter what. (laughs) They're they're kind of the exception. Uh, But I just think, you know, 
you really can't underestimate those support and healing capabilities that a magic character has access to. You know, I think just like you said, that's that's why there's this, you know, this so-called gap between the two. Um, and I, you know, I think me and you see it all the time. How many times in a BG does a team, you know, there'll be three really good teams with really good players and the one that has good heals ends up being the one that wins that, you know, that ends up being the difference is that one of those teams has a magic character or two that's doing heals and it just makes all the difference. Uh, I just, I think you just can't underestimate uh, supporting those healing capabilities that, that magicka brings to the table. Yeah. Yeah. You really need to lean on those things. And the, the, the way I approach it, it's kind of been a, I don't know, sort of an unspoken rule, I guess, but I've kind of become aware of it recently is whenever I'm playing on my Magicka builds, even if it's a offensive focused build, even if it's a build that's all about getting as many kills as possible, I still have that rest of staff on the back bar. And anytime I'm, I'm rolling with my team and we come up on an, on an enemy team and we're about to engage in combat, I'm just, I just play healer for like three or four seconds of that, of that encounter. As soon as we roll up on a, on an enemy team, I hang back for a second. I make sure all my hots are running on everyone. I make sure there's not going to be an ult dump that I need to pop my resto, my resto ult for or something like that. Just three seconds to make sure we're going to get a decent start. And then I swap to my front bar and go on offense. Yeah. And whenever I do that, I, f- I find that I have the absolute best success with my Magicka characters. I may not be getting as many kills as the stamina brawlers on my team, but that's okay. That's their role. You know, let them be Michael Jordan. I'm going to be Scotty <laughs> Pippen. Uh, you know, and the thing is, the the match will come to an end, and I may not have the most kills, but I, I have the most points. I have the best numbers. I'm the MVP, yeah. you know? Um, and that wouldn't be possible if I didn't put support first. Even on my offensively focused characters, you put that support first and it has a reciprocal effect, right? Because you're giving that that kind of safety blanket to your team, which further enables them to do their job, which if it's if they're stamina brawlers, their job is to keep the enemies off of you. Uh, so it makes your job easier. So when you do go for kills, you're not taking as much pressure from other people. So it it all it creates this whole feedback loop. You really you just gotta do it. If you're a magic build, you just have to do group support. That's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think you're you think about your Magicka Templar. I think that's a perfect example character. That is a very damage focused build, very numbers offensive focused build. But you do that back bar support, and you know at the end of matches, though that support, you know, you'll end up coming with several hundred thousand in heals and heals in a BG, and it makes a huge difference for the match. It's it was just enough heals to make a fight last a little bit longer where, you know, we overcame a fight or things like that. And it just, it makes a huge difference. And you've had great success with that character. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I could put a sword and shield on the back bar and probably not die as much, but my my team wouldn't have as much success that way, I don't yeah. think. Um, so that's, that's really where it's at. You really do have to be team-minded. If you personally want to have good success, you really do have to kind of be team-minded. Yeah. And I think that it's okay to play, you know, I think if you want to play a selfish build where you're, you're just caring about damage, you don't need anybody else. I think that's fine. I think that's, I think that style is a little bit more stamina focused. I think stamina is kind of where that works a little bit better, but I enjoy both sides of it. I love, you know, playing stamina where you're just going to get kills. You're going to do a whole bunch of damage. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, but I think magic you know, I think magic is a lot of fun right now. And I think that's why I'm enjoying it so much is that it is this kind of, um, all in one where you can do a little bit of everything. You can still do enough damage where you're supporting the team and you're helping put pressure on, uh, other players. And you're also providing support, uh, and keeping people alive long enough to, to win fights. Magic is where it's at right now. Like this whole patch, I think with one exception, I've been almost exclusively playing uh, magic builds because it just feels good to play right now. There, and I tend to gravitate towards builds that I just have the easiest time with and have the most fun with. And right now, to me, that's Magicka. Uh, I like having those heals. I like being able to bail my team out of a bad situation when I need to, and also having the option to flip on the offense as well. Uh, and the offense, you know, the offense can be very, very good, even if it doesn't match up to my stamina counterparts. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that right now, you know, you talked about. Uh, if you're a magic build, you should have that resto staff on the back bar. 
I 100% agree with that. I just I, I don't think enough Magicka players are trying that right now, at least in BGs. I think that... Oh, yeah. You see it all the time. Like, you see, as soon as uh, you roll up on an enemy team, immediately, like, charge into a, te- a player and try to take them out right away as if you're a, strictly an offensive brawler. And, you know, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. I mean, unless you yeah. know that you have a healer on the team that's watching your back, I guess that's a different story. But, but otherwise... Even so, even if you do know that there's a healer, why not just have an extra set of hots running, just an extra yeah. set of eyes, just to make sure you're going to get off to a good start on that fight. Exactly. So I think that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, like I said, it's impossible to say like, yes, it's perfectly balanced or no, it isn't. <laughs> it's just the way it feels right now. I think it's a great time to be playing Magicka and it feels like they're in a really excellent spot right now. Um, another thing that Naderul was kind of asking about, he, uh, he was showing us some, uh, I guess there's these videos on YouTube where people are demonstrating that, um, some, so like stamina builds can get more damage out of Magicka focused proc sets, um, which makes sense if they're scaling off of your maximum weapon or, uh, uh spell damage, then naturally, uh, stamina builds are going to be getting higher tooltips on those. So I guess I would I would expect that to be the case. Um, I don't know if it's something that I'm necessarily concerned about. I've been thinking about this a little bit. Even though a stamina build will get higher tooltips out of those uh, Magicka proc sets, they're probably not going to do more DPS than they would with a an actual stamina set, right? So they're probably still going to opt to go for a stamina set in most cases. Um, and, you know, they're not benefiting from the two through four piece bonuses, they're not benefiting from the light armor bonuses. So I still think those sets are doing more DPS on a Magicka character, even if the proc maybe isn't hitting as hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, and they're benefiting uh, that, you know, that Magicka character because they're still doing, it may be less damage, but they're still doing the damage. But that Magicka character is also probably, you know, or as we've said, should be doing support and doing heals as well. And they're still getting that damage. Uh, yeah well and even if you're talking like from a pve perspective you know like it would it would be problematic i think if stamina builds were doing more dps with a magicka set than magicka builds are but i don't think that's the case i mean i haven't actually tested it but i mean i can't imagine if you're not benefiting from any of the armor passives or any of the two through four piece bonuses that the dps is actually going to be good the the five piece bonus the proc might actually hit hard but you'd be sacrificing so much more. I still think that set, whatever set we're talking about, hypothetically, is still going to perform better overall on a Magicka build. I don't think there's a lot to worry about there. Yeah, and I, I think I'd have to see, I'd have to test more on this, but, you know, is this talking about with CP, no CP? Because, you know, in no CP and BGs, it's really common for certain uh, Magicka abilities or, or Magicka uh, sets, monster sets specifically, where they are great on a stamina character oh yeah i've been uh, using when, grothadar on my stam dk worked great yeah uh mm-hmm. and so i think it just you know I, i'd have to look into these numbers more to see if, you know are we talking no cp are we talking with cp yeah it seemed to me like the concern was just that the stamina builds are getting higher tooltips which i think i would fully expect that to be the case um so i don't know i i don't think like i said i don't think that stamina builds will actually be opting to use those sets. And I don't think that those sets will work as well on stamina builds as they do on Magicka builds. I don't, I really don't think there's a lot to be worried about there. Yeah. So I don't know. I, did we cover it all? Magicka versus stamina. I think that's more or less my thoughts. Magicka seems like it's in a good spot. Stamina should hit harder. Um, what more, what more is there? Just to circle back, I think it goes right back to what you started with. It really is about feel uh, and as as two players who play in BGs a lot, you know, my stamina they, characters feel great. Uh, but my Magicka characters right now really do feel great. I'm having a lot of fun with this. So shout out to Naderil. Let me know if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Uh, thanks for giving us a suggestion for, uh, for a topic to talk about. Um, another thing I want to touch on really quick is I want to talk a little bit more about our old friend, the Malakath Band of Brutality. Um, so we talked a bit about this during uh, week one of PTS. Um, of course, it's got this major nerf, and we're we were comparing it to this theoretical build that had a fifty percent crit rate, fifty percent crit damage, right? And we we talked it out and determined that 
Malakath still outperforms that build, right? If you have a 50% crit rate, 50% crit damage, yep. you would still get more damage from Malakath. But what we didn't really get into is what it would actually take to get that kind of crit rate. And no CP, that, that requires a significant investment to even get to a 50% crit rate. I would say almost nobody has it. I would say co- most commonly, most people have maybe 30% or less yeah. crit rate. I'd say that's probably about right. And like a really good crit rate would maybe be like around 40%. Um, to get a 50% crit rate, I, I pieced together is a really basic build. Uh, and I think the minimum investment that you would need to reach 50%, you would need to run seven medium armor pieces, uh, two daggers, both with the precise trait, uh, the thief Mundestone, and your major crit buff. Now, that'll get you at just about a 52% crit rate. Um, those are all major investments, right? Like yeah, seven pieces, medium armor. So you're giving up a lot of like your undaunted metal uh, stuff right there. And and also just not wearing heavy armor is, is a sacrifice as well. The fact that you're choosing to use uh, dual wield in the first place, and in particular daggers, that's an investment. You're giving up something there. Uh, you're using the precise trait on both of those. That's a major investment. Your yep. entire moon to stone going towards crit. And don't discount having that major crit buff. That is a very inconvenient buff to try to fit into your build. And if you can just get rid of it and not have to worry about it, that's very convenient. Because that's going to take up a bar slot that I might dedicate to something else. Or I'm going to have to use a potion. And there's a lot of other good potions out there that I'd like to use. So just not having to worry about it at all would be nice. So yeah. Seven pieces medium, two precise daggers, the thief Mundestone, and a major crit buff. That'll put you at about 52% crit rate. Or you can just equip the Malakath Band of Brutality, <laughs> one single ring, and that gives you the equivalent damage of about a 60% crit rate and 60% crit damage. One investment. That's with the new nerfs, right? That's the new Malakath with the, the nerfed Malakath. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I kind of saw this firsthand on the builder and it really just kind of blew my mind seeing it actually in the numbers. Um, you know, I was in the build editor doing some updates to the, the Magicka Templar build that we've been talking about. We're kind of both running that, that same build, but it's five piece ward maiden, five piece innate axiom. So it's, uh, essentially you're getting a thousand weapon damage to your jabs and, and your Templar Magicka, you know, damage dealing abilities. Um, or magic damage dealing abilities, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of tinkering with the build, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to squeak a little bit more damage and kind of go all in on this theme, and I'm going to throw the Master Lightning Staff on there. I'm going to take Malakath off and throw the Master Lightning Staff on there, get an extra 600 spell damage on top of that 1,000 that's already there. And I was expecting to be blown away. I was like, all right, I can't wait to see these tooltips. It's going to be great. It was significantly less damage than just the Malakath on there. So the Lightning Staff, an entire arena weapon, and not saying it should equal the Malakath, but when I'm already kind of, the entire build is going towards this throwing, you know, weapon damage and then maximizing, or the spell damage, I should say, uh, it really caught me off guard that it was significantly less damage than when I had Malakath on the build. It really is surprising, and I know we've already said it before, we're just repeating ourselves, that... It just shows how absurdly overpowered the current version of Malakath is, right? Like, even this new nerfed version is the single best item you can equip on most of your PvP characters, I would say. Uh, Unless, maybe, unless you're a Nightblade. Maybe. Um, So I just thought that was an interesting thing to just kind of focus back on, because I know we were saying, like, yeah, Malakath is still better than crit for most builds, but really... Not even most builds, for like almost all builds, I would say, because the amount of investment it takes to even get a decent crit rate in PvP is a lot, where you could just put on one ring, and now you don't have to worry about crit at all. And you don't have to worry about getting your major crit buff into the build or anything like that. You know, it's going to be an easier bar setup. You get to use the potion you want to use. And you just don't even have to worry about the chance of crit. You don't even have to worry about it. It's just Yeah, it's not a crit chance. Uh, It's... Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, so the new Malakath, 16%. Uh, this is kind of another thing that I... This is kind of how I looked at the numbers that kind of blew my mind. 
I look at kind of the the 600 weapon damage buff or spell damage buff uh, is kind of those those huge max number sets out there are all at that 600 level. You know, those are kind You're of talking about like Swamp Raider and yes. War Maiden and those kind of sets. Yeah, those are always those high end. That's like the maximum damage. They're always niche specific damage, but that's like the most you can get. Is that 600. Uh, just to kind of look at the numbers, that 16%, if you just stack 4,000 weapon or spell damage, 16% increase to 4,000 weapon or spell damage is 640 additional damage. Yeah. So that just kind of puts it in perspective. 4,000 damage with this, with the new, you know, the new thousand weapon damage built in. That's so easy to get to on magical or stamina. And so it just kind of put into perspective still how, how really overpowered this ring still yeah, is that one item is giving you more firepower than a five-piece bonus that like the the most damage that you can get out of a five-piece bonus yeah for and those are for very niche specific damage this is given yeah, it to everything to everything every dot tick every light attack weave your ultimates yeah. it's crazy <laughs> Uh, I know, like even if this version, the 16% version of Malakath had been the in, the first version to be introduced into the game, I think we still would have been flipping like, this is too OP, you know? <laughs> like, it's uh, uh, it's, it's pretty wild how powerful this thing is. It's uh, I think it's still going to be, I think it's safe to say it's still going to be the best mythic item out there. Oh yeah, I mean, especially like uh, they went ahead and nerfed Gaze of Sithis before it went live. So, I mean, I think that's still going to be a great, item but malakath is looking really really good by comparison now yeah um so malakath's not going anywhere i i have a couple of characters that are using it and i need to stop playing with those characters honestly until this patch <laughs> goes live because I, i'm getting spoiled to the 25 percent malakath right now and i know that i'm, I'm going to notice that nerf when the patch goes live but i'm probably not going to change those characters because like i said it's still going to be the best the best setup I feel like me and you joke about this all the time, but when we we pay such close attention to these pat, patch notes that we essentially we're already living in the next patch. We're already there. Yeah, <laughs> all I'm of like, our characters are switched over. We've made the changes, and we're playing as if the new patch has gone live. That's uh, true. It's so true. <laughs> the only characters I've been playing with are the ones that I have updated. That like. You know, there's some characters that I can't update until the patch goes yep. live because, like, those sets aren't available yet. So those characters are just on the sidelines. Uh, others are are switching to sets that are, that are available right now. Uh, and so I have a few that are already completely lined out. And, yeah, those are the only ones I'm playing with. <laughs> it kind of cracks me up sometimes because I'll be in a BG and, like, the procs will still hit me for really hard or it'll be like a Vatishran Destro and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. No, we're not quite there yet. Not quite, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, Although, okay. <laughs> no, I don't think procs are completely going away. I don't I don't think that we need to expect there to not be a proc in sight. I think there's still going to be procs and I think there's still going to be some really strong procs. I just think oh, yeah, for sure. in general, we could expect the environment to be a little less volatile. That's what I'm hoping and, and yeah. expecting. Well, it's, you know, I think I think the easiest way to explain it is instead of, you know, four proc sets or three proc sets, we're going to see one proc set, maybe two proc sets. Yeah. And that's well, a, a perfect, massive difference. A perfect example is my uh, my Stamina Dragon Knight Bad Sally. This is a perfect transition to just to kind of get into what we've been doing this week. So we, we played some Battlegrounds with my Stam DK Bad Sally really as a way to say goodbye because we were like, well, this is a complete proc build uh and it's it's getting killed this next patch uh so let's do a match or two which you totally called it davy it's about halfway through the first match i was already sick of it i can always tell when you're at that point because it's like you know when we start the match we go out we're picking fights and then anytime you're on sally about halfway through you've got 20 30 kills and then you just kind of run out to the middle and you're just kind of standing there and somebody will come to fight and you'll kind of walk away and be like no like I'm not going to start that fight. And then you're like, well, I'll let my teammate go do that fight. Yeah. It's almost like you're like, all right, I'm I'm going to, I'm, I'm checking myself out of this one. Well, it's not so much checking out. It's like, I literally feel bad and I just want to <laughs> let the other players have a good time. Honestly, just like, I'm just going to hang back because as long as I'm in the mix, they're just not having a good time. But anyway, my point is this build, it's, it's four proc sets and Malakath, right? Like the current version of this build is uh, she's using five pieces, Unleashed Terror, uh, the Grothdar monster set, the Maelstrom two-hander, 
um, the master dual wield. So that's four procs um, plus Malakath and two trainee. Um, so I think to, to get her updated and viable for the new patch, I'm really just changing her body pieces. So uh, I, I think I'm going to try out uh, Deadly Strikes uh, and the new Sithis Helm. Uh, one piece Molag Kenna. I think that's going to be the new setup. So I'm basically removing two procs and putting a bunch of stats in their place. Uh, and then I'll have those two arena weapons, the Maelstrom two hand, the Maelstrom two hander, and the Master's dual wield. I'll still have both of those really strong procs. Uh, but since I've replaced all my body pieces with all this stuff to just beef up my stats, the two remaining procs I have will still hit really, really strong. Yeah. Um, Plus, you'll have the new nerfed Malakath. Quick correction here. I had temporarily forgotten that, of course, you can only use one mythic item on your character. So probably what I'll end up doing is stick with Malakath and just use like um, two one-piece monster sets. That's probably the route that I'll go. So sorry about that. Moving on. So she's definitely going to be losing some damage, but she needs to lose some damage. It's <laughs> it's it's for the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you just like you said, it's a great example. I mean, it's still going to be a really great character. It's just not going to be a broken character. Might be one I actually enjoy playing somewhat again. <laughs> there we go. That's the goal. <laughs> um, but yeah, you were um, you were keeping me alive with your new uh, Magicka Templar healer, your main. Uh, so tell us about this new uh, build because I know I was enjoying it quite a bit. Old Davius Starjumper, I made some changes, and, you know, I've been kind of tinkering it with him the past several months. There's slight changes, but I think I finally have settled in that I'm going to stick with this build for, for probably a good long while. Seems like a good one. Um, I got I to gotta start off with giving a shout out to Mowards. I think he was who we were grouped with when we were kind of talking about this, and uh, he was talking about his, he's got a stamina support character. Uh-huh. Um and I was kind of talking with him and he used his powerful assault and I was kind of telling him, you know, it'd be really cool if you paired spell power cure and powerful assault together. I think that would be really cool because it's just this massive buff to your team. Well, as soon as I said that in my head, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so <laughs> took your own advice. I took my own advice. Except and, put it on a Magicka character. And I put it on a Magicka character. And so Davius is now running five piece spell power cure, five piece powerful assault uh, the pearls of Elnafe still, and then he's got the back bar Maelstrom Resto, and then one piece uh, uh, Swarm Mother's uh, Monster Helm for some stats. Uh, and man, I am really loving this setup. It is all about, he's still all about heals. I still use the Sigic Order ability where my light attacks are heals. Um, but he now, with, his, with my heals and slotting Vigor, uh, I can give a buff to my entire team plus 726 weapon and spell damage for the entire team along with minor berserk um that's that's really nice especially going into this next patch yeah uh and i just love it this is exactly like this is what i want davis's build to be strong heals but you know he obviously he's unique he does zero damage and so the tricky part about that is is that if I'm doing zero damage, he's really got to make up for that because mm-hmm. uh, that's a big loss to the team. And I feel like I finally have found a way that he's making up for it with strong heals and the entire team getting that massive damage buff. Uh, yeah, you're and, basically giving everyone an extra Malakath on yeah, top of their build. Exactly. And, you know, I'm getting those buffs as well, which is yeah. only buffing up my heals stronger, which is oh, yeah. fantastic that it's really benefiting me. Uh, Davis in a BG, he's got a 13 K vigor tooltip. Uh, I think that's pretty significant considering he's a magic, Templar. Um, but with yeah, all that's those the echoing vigor, the one that hits teammates. Exactly. Yeah. So echoing vigor, uh, so I can hit teammates and, and throw that heal. Uh, he's got a 13 K breath of life tooltip, uh, a 24 K radiating regen tooltip. So the heels yeah. are still there. Uh, but now I'm giving massive, massive buffs to the team as well. That's uh, another example of what we were saying about how this current patch has enabled these really different builds. Like the fact that you you have the stamina to spare to, to oh, be yeah. using Vigor and keep it up full time. And you still have plenty of stamina to break CC and all that. Like, it's great. Yeah, exactly. This build would not have been possible without that extra stamina. Uh, to keep the build uh, going, it's and it the extra really one thousand uh, weapon damage yeah. to actually make that a fairly decent hot as well. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it all it, it there's so many great things happening right now to just allow these weird builds and I don't think it's made anyone OP. It just it just opens up options. I'm really, you know, I haven't been able to do a whole lot of testing with this build, but I'm really excited uh to do more BGs with this build and really get a team that is really just kind of, you know, sticks with sticks around me and really can kind of buff up that whole team and really kind of see what what it uh what that's what we need we need a full like four player squad that's ready to get sweaty (laughs) and see what that that healer of yours can do yeah i i just i i really want to see how it can take the can it take a team kind of to that next level i think it would be really awesome yeah um we did a couple of matches with that character and my Magplar, who is, you'd mentioned earlier, he's like that 50-50 offense on the front bar, uh, healing on the back bar, um, uh, Butch Mahoney. And he's been my main <laughs> go-to. This has been the character that, like, if I don't know who else to play with, I default to this character just because it feels so good. It's so, like, just like a comfortable pair of jogging shoes or something. I don't he's, know. He's, it, the, he's the yin to old Betsy's yang. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Um, yeah, it really is. He plays very similarly to my stamina Templar, uh, except he's Magicka, so he has all that healing and stuff, and it's just it's just great. He doesn't have quite the firepower that my stamina Templar has, to, which is to be expected, mm-hmm. uh, but he gets pretty close to it. He he definitely holds his own uh, kill wise. Uh, and and just the the support he's able to provide the the team, and he's got the ring of the wild hunt, so he's super duper speedy, and he just looks cool. Got a really awesome uh, uh, cosmetic situation, um, and yeah, it's very similar to the build you were talking about on your Magplar earlier. It's uh, currently innate axiom uh, with war maiden on the front bar, uh, a maelstrom resto on the back bar, uh, and ring of the wild hunt. Uh, any axiom is going to get replaced with uh, Heartland Conqueror as soon as that uh, set becomes available, and I think that's going to be a super duper sweet set. A very basic, uh, but but really good. And that's kind of what I'm doing with all my builds. I'm I'm so I'm so sick of procs. I know procs <laughs> are still going to be good. I, I know it's still going to be totally possible to have decent proc builds, uh, but I'm just not interested right now. I'm going to take a break from procs, and really. All my builds are kind of taking on a very kind of basic look, but they're performing really well. Kind of the setup that I'm I'm coming up with for all of them are just using very basic, like plain vanilla five-piece sets, uh, and then throwing in uh, mythic items and arena weapons to to really like take them up to the next level. So like like my Stam Crow, for example, he's using like Hulking Draugr and Swamp Raider, two very basic sets. Uh, my mag DK is using Torgs and Spinner, uh, and then my Magplar, like I was just talking about, any Axiom and War Median. Um, these are all like really basic sets that have been in the game for a really long time. I think that are kind of considered boring because they don't have any cool visual effects. There's no like when you do this, then this happens. <laughs> it's just stats. Just here's yeah. the stats. Um, and I really like that. I really like just having to rely on my character's abilities, rely on my knowledge and my skill as a player. Uh, and my my sets aren't doing anything for me. They're just they're just making my abilities stronger. Uh, and I think that's kind of I'm going through my roster one by one and kind of updating all my builds that way. Except Sally, my Stam DK, she's going to have those proc uh, arena weapons. She's she's kind of a special case. Um, yeah. Speaking of of builds that were very proc based, I, I've got to talk about. I've got to bring up old Bearclaw the Nord, my yes, stamina ward. Yes, we got to talk about. <laughs> we got to talk about build. it. This guy, t- speaking of proc builds, he he was basically a pet warden. I had all these procs, all these pets, uh, and just like you said, just kind of gotten to the point where I'm just kind of really sick of procs, ready to move on from them. Kind of switching to warrant numbers based, uh, and <laughs> I love what he has become. Uh, I do too. <laughs> he, he's always been kind of my goof around build just because, I mean, well, he's a warden, so you can do that with him and still it's still kind of be decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so his new setup, let me just talk about this first. It's five piece Fury, uh, two piece Baylorg, two piece Trainee, the Malakath Ring, and then the best for last, uh, the point blank snipe bow on the front bar and then he's running the uh master bow on the back bar the point blank snipe that's the vatishran bow right the vatishran bow he is he is utilizing the point blank snipe 
just a reminder for everyone if if they've uh, forgotten what this is this is the one that when you use snipe uh, you receive a damage increase based on how close you are to the target uh, all the way up to if you are three meters away you get a 33 percent damage increase the the moment this item appeared in the game we both said we bear claw it. this has got to be bear claw's weapon because <laughs> this dude has always been a heavy armor bow brawler oh yeah which is awesome i i love the theme of the character oh yeah and what else can you ask for for that kind of build a a close range snipe weapon it's right. awesome. it's actually hilarious to see it in action too it's so funny so i've got to i've got to talk about i've got to break it down here a little bit so he he still has the bear of course but essentially what the strategy is is just strictly shulks and point in the point blank snipe uh-huh. with the new setup uh in this is with the the new patch so this is with the malakath nerf and in no cp bgs uh, snipe, the snipe tooltip is 15k, uh, and then the shulks tooltip is 16k, and so really it's just utilizing those two for burst. Yeah, um, he'll do it. So he he's very strange to play with, uh, but as you said, he's so much fun to play with because it really is. I mean, the strategy really is is that I'm running up, basically trying to touch nose to nose to other players, and then just unloading a snipe. Right in front of him. <laughs> when it lands, when you when you get the the sub assault and snipe combo, oh, I mean, I see some health bars disappear, and it is hilarious to see. <laughs> and I, I love imagining it. You know, like those cinematic trailers that they release, like around the time of expansions, <laughs> where it's like it looked like looks way better than the game. Yeah. I love imagining like a bear claw in in one of those trailers with this kind of heavy armor up close range bow brawler like just getting right up in someone's face i'm imagining like this uh really dramatized like slow motion you're drawing the thing back while this dude is like right in your face (laughs) yep and you're like you know you're tanky you're a heavy armor so you have like all these people like beating on you all around but you're just taking your time lining up that shot (laughs) right in the face (laughs) point blank baby it (laughs) It really might be the best theme build I've ever made because it's fantastic. Obviously, he's in the heavy armor, which Fury allows, but Fury just feeds into it because he has to take damage to get his weapon damage up, which is exactly (laughs) part of the theme is that he's just getting beat on just trying to prep that, that pulling that bow and notching that arrow right in front of your face oh it's so funny i, I love the the rp element of that build it's so great and it's actually like it works it works it really well. does uh you know it like i said i've got to play with it more to get better but it is a lot of burst when i line those two up and then uh you know as i said the bears on there and the bear is a fantastic execute i think people really kind of underestimate people sleep the on the bear yeah it's gotten uh, me before. Yeah. Uh, that bear does a 100% increased damage to targets under 25% if you use the ultimate ability of the bear, which it's only 75 ultimate. He's a Nord. He's a Warden. Uh, you know, I've got the Shimmering Shield. He's I've got that bear ultimate all the time. So uh, I need to get a little bit better with it. But, you know, utilizing those the, the Point Blank Snipe, the Shulks, and then the bear as the Execute, uh, it's really kind of uh, usually if I can line those up right, uh, that's going to be enough to take someone out. I mean, you were getting some pretty decent kill accounts. I think you were like getting like <laughs> 15 and more count, uh, kills per match, which I think for a single target snipe build is uh, <laughs> pretty impressive. I just love that he's running around using snipe. You know, people are hearing the snipe probably go off, you know, and it's like, oh, here we go. We got some. And it's, we got some Nightblade stealth. It's probably about, and then they just see me charging. No, it's this giant speed. Nord standing right in front of me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here's the guy that's using Snipe. He's right in front of me. Okay. <laughs> There's no it's, stealth uh, here. No stealth from old Bearclaw. It's great. What a, oh, man. We, uh, I, I remember like laughing at the concept of this weapon, but then like, Bearclaw is the one and only character that this, this actually makes sense for. This plays into the joke that there is a dev out there that listens who really loves 
my characters and makes really odd items that just are made for my characters. Yeah. Yeah. We, we made a joke the other night. Like, I wonder if there was like a notification at Zoss, like, Hey guys, somebody finally equipped point blank snipe. They're doing it. The build's alive. Uh, I'm pretty sure other people have used it, but I, I do not see it very much. That's for sure. It's, I don't know uh, if I've ever encountered it uh, against an, an enemy at all. And that really is. I mean, like you said, the best part is that, you know, when it works, it takes chunks uh, of oh, health yeah. away from people. It, it, it sure really, does. I really do think if I can play with this and kind of get the, the hang of it, it, it could be pretty effective. The only other builds I've been playing with, I've been playing a lot with my Magicka Warden. Um, Reminder of her setup, it's uh, five pieces of Spell Power Cure, five pieces Hedy's Hearth on the back bar. She's got a Master Fire Staff and uh, two pieces Mighty Chudan. Um, I don't know. I think for this next patch, I'm just going to keep that setup for now and see how it goes. I know Hedy's is going to be taking a big nerf, but I really like that set. I think it'll still be pretty good. Um but I may end up replacing it with something. What I really want, what I what I really, really want is uh, <laughs> to get the Gossamer set for my back bar, five-piece set. But um, that set comes from the Cradle of Shadows, which I strongly dislike that dungeon, even on normal. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, and I might be willing to do it if I didn't have to get a resto staff. I would I would have to get specifically a resto staff or I wouldn't be able to do the build. And anytime you need a specific weapon, that's not going to be a fun grind. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to forget about Gossamer. Gossamer gives everyone major evasion, basically. I, I love the idea of Gossamer on this build. Somehow I'm going to trick you into some Cradle Shadow runs. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but uh, I do yeah. love the idea of Gossamer on this build. It would be great. Uh, it really would be great if it if it wasn't for the fact that I had to get a resto staff build. I think I, you could probably twist my arm pretty easily, but having to get that resto staff really kills it. I just know it's going to be like, well, here's run number fifty, still no resto, huh? Yeah, okay. that does happen from time to time. <laughs> yeah, and I looked it up. I don't think there's like a named staff that drops frequently or anything like that. I think it's just random. So. She'll stick with Hades for now until I figure out what else to do there. Uh, but if anyone's listening and is thinking, uh, is wanting to know what the ideal thing would be, uh, I'd actually recommend Gossamer if you have the the patience to grind for that rest of staff and, and the other pieces. Uh, otherwise, Betsy, my Stamplar, she's not going to have to change. Uh, Tane, my Stamina Sorcerer, not going to have to change at all. I don't think they're going to change a glyph or anything. They're just going to stay exactly the same and they're still going to be awesome. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with me in ESO lately. Anything else you wanted to bring up? I don't think so. Uh, excited. I'm excited that we're getting closer and closer. As as we've joked, you know, we're already kind of living in the new patch. And so... Yeah, and I think a lot of other players are too. Like, I feel like the yeah. BGs have toned down a little bit recently because I think we're just seeing fewer procs because people are kind of making those changes already. Yeah, and I'm excited for it. Uh, like I said, those those two builds I talked about, I think are, are those are going to be the ones I'm kind of uh, playing with the most going into the new uh, patch. Yeah, I'm excited. This is this has been the best I think that non-CP PVP maybe has ever felt right now. I know I know a lot of people will disagree because we're still very strongly in a proc meta, but the stat changes and everything that we've gotten this patch has made it so much easier to just exist within that proc meta. I feel like I can handle it so much better than I did before. I'm not necessarily, you know, it, I don't enjoy it all the time, but uh, it it's better than before, and I think it'll be even better next patch. PvP and combat uh, balance is going to be really, really great uh, here in a couple of weeks. Can you believe it? We got an email, folks. <laughs> sound the alarms, ring the bell, whatever <laughs> we, it is. We, need, we don't even have a sound up. We don't have a sound effect for emails. We got a, a need to get a, an email bell. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, so this is an email from Dr. Professor. Uh, it's kind of a long one. I'm just going to read the whole thing. He says, hey, fellas, just wanted to say I love the podcast. I recently found it. And after listening to the more recent episodes, I decided to dive in and start from the beginning. 
Even though the patch notes are old and many things have changed drastically, I really appreciate hearing your takes about all the different aspects of the game as well as builds you've concocted. I've been a fairly casual player for the better part of four years, sticking mainly to easy PvE content and questing uh, while occasionally dipping my toes into Battlegrounds. This show has made me absolutely wanting to dive headfirst into more PvP content. I've never paid much attention to stats and numbers as this is my first MMO, but now I find myself researching what they all mean and how they can be beneficial to a particular build I'm interested in making. So, I just wanted to say thanks for opening my eyes to an entire aspect of this game that I more or less ignored, as well as giving me some confidence to ignore the meta and online build guides to make a tune that I have a lot of fun playing. All the best. So, best email ever? <laughs> yeah. Is that <laughs> I mean, seriously, what can you what can you say about that email other than just a huge massive thank you to Dr. I Professor? Oh, man, I thank mean, you so much. Just it's just like awesome. the nicest thing that yeah. we've ever gotten here, I think. It's, Let that I be mean, a lesson to all you other yeah. uh, goons out there, all you other listeners, uh, you know, step up the email game, all right? Dr. <laughs> Professor showing you how it's done. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, just Thank you so much for the kind words. That's awesome. I, I think, oh yeah. I think you know we we both love doing this, and 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 I think we're just. I, I don't think we can say enough just how awesome and lucky it is that we really have, uh, kind of this just cool community that's kind of really kind of started forming. Uh, that uh, takes time to listen to our, our rambles. So, uh, pretty awesome. It's really cool, and I think back to when I was in a similar phase of Doctor Professor, where I was mostly doing PVE, and I was kind of clueless about pvp but i was interested in kind of starting to 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 get into it and it was difficult to find resources online to teach me how to think about these things for myself you know like you could find all kinds of build guides but oftentimes it's just like yeah the build is these sets and these abilities and that's the build you know and i think without understanding more about the build and more just about the game and about pvp you know, you could you can clone copy that build and not know the first thing what to do with it. Yeah, you know? and so I think that that was a frustrating part for me when I was first getting into PvP is like there there weren't a lot of resources to teach me how to think about it for myself, and so I just started kind of digging into it on my own and researching things and googling like every single thing in this game for the longest time until I started piecing it together. Um, so I'm glad that we can kind of maybe be that resource now or, or one of those resources yeah. now to help people, you know, uh, like I said, just think for yourself, put a build together for yourself. There's no build that's going to perform better than the one that you know inside and out. Uh, and, you know, we make jokes all the time in guild chat. Uh, we're, we're in this Battlegrounds focused build called Adastra. Shout out. Um we make jokes all the time. Don't ever tell anybody what your build is because according to them, it always sucks, <laughs> you know, and, and you can go out and get, you know, you can have a death match and go 30 and O, uh, you know, and then get in guild chat and talk about what your build is. And they'll tell you all the things that are wrong with your build and all the ways that it's not <laughs> optimal and the different ch changes you need to make and all this stuff. So yeah, make your own build, make the tweaks, use build guides as a reference. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, but absolutely be, be willing to make those changes and know that you have your own set of strengths and weaknesses, just like the person who made that build guide has their own strengths and weaknesses. So um, thank you very much, Dr. Professor, for writing in. Uh, if you would like to email us, uh, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can just tell us how awesome we are, like Dr. Professor did. Uh, or if you have any questions or suggestions about things you'd like to hear us talk about, tell us a joke, really whatever you like, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a guild called oh, Stoons Goons. <laughs> it's the part I've been most nervous about the whole cast here. Um, it's a really good guild. Look I at think. you. All right. Way it's, to go. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm just going to be honest. There, There's not really any real benefit to being in the Stoons Goons other than it's a really cool name. Really great name. Cool name. Uh but, uh, you know, there's only five guild slots. If you if they're not already full, you may as well jump into this one. Uh, <laughs> he started off so good. It's already got downhill so quickly. 
<laughs> Dang it. No, that's just the, you know, that's the gag. It's a, it's a useless guild. Cool name. Oh, man. One day, uh, you know, one day we're going to get, we're going to get big enough and we're going to be doing stuff. And I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep, you know, saying I told you so every, well, every run. <laughs> it's weird, though, because I feel like we do have a guild. It just doesn't really exist in the game really i mean it, it does exist technically but the action is all in the discord right for sure like yeah. all the conversations that we have all the uh things that we share uh everything it really happens in the discord um so it's not like we're not an active community we're su- a super active community uh well i don't know super active <laughs> but we're active uh <laughs> it's just the guild chat in the game isn't really where it's happening it's mostly happening in discord Stern's Goons is the name of the guild. <laughs> we're going to have a weekly segment. Just Ket says something nice about Stoons. Stoons Goons, scrolling podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Elder Scrolls, good game. Uh, what else, Davius? <laughs> I think that's everything. I think, we're, I think we got it. We nailed it. All right. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> it's official it's official people it's a podcast happening right now oh that reminds me i gotta pull up my notepad in case we come up with a juicy title gotta be able to happen. jot that baby down oh it's happening somewhere in there oh it's gonna happen it does, i'll make it happen <laughs> title's gonna be i will gonna force happen. it to happen it will be awkward <laughs> it's gonna be an awkward weird title that makes people uncomfortable uh, and i'm gonna be proud of it